I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In ballots early thanks to the latest court ruling. I'm Kate Ryan. A fake at the National Gallery of Art? This is Kyle Cooper. The Prince George's juvenile curfew might end after this weekend. I'm Christy King. Down day across the board on Wall Street at the closing bell Friday. The Dow was off 630. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Mary Rubin in New York. President Biden says Vladimir Putin is bringing us closer to Armageddon, but the White House says there is no new intelligence. Sharon Squassoni is a research professor at George Washington University and has held senior positions at the State Department. She says the key objective now is to make sure this conflict does not cross the nuclear threshold. I don't think that threat is credible, mostly because that could literally invite nuclear Armageddon. Tensions are likely to remain high with Russia planning nuclear exercises later this month. Natalie Brand, CBS News, the White House. Floridians are still picking up the pieces after Hurricane Ian. As of late Friday, about 132,000 customers were still without power. Many people across the state are wondering how they'll move forward after Hurricane Ian. Governor Ron DeSantis promises that the state will help them reduce the costs of day-to-day living. One example? Any household item, $25 or less, we're looking to suspend sales tax on that for a year. First Lady Casey DeSantis says people around the country have contributed some $40 million to a disaster relief fund that was set up last week. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. In Texas, Uvalde school officials have suspended the district's police force. The announcement comes one day after the school district fired Officer Crimson Elizondo, who they had just hired. Elizondo had been with the Texas Department of Public Safety and was one of the first officers on site the day of the school shooting. She's also one of at least five DPS officers under investigation by the department for what the director called their abject failure. In a statement, the school district's Anne Marie Espinoza said the district will continue to engage with the Texas Police Chiefs Association who's conducting a management and organizational review. Chris Fox for CBS News, Austin. Strong jobs numbers were a bad sign for Wall Street. The Dow lost 630 points Friday on fears the Fed will raise rates again. John Meyer is with Global X Investments. You are seeing a deceleration of growth, but the job market is still strong and wages are still strong, which feeds into inflation. So that's just not enough news for the Fed to change course. Soldiers are leaving the Army National Guard at a faster rate than they're enlisting, and that's fueling concerns. Units may not meet requirements for deployments. The number of soldiers retiring or leaving the Guard has exceeded those coming in for a total annual loss of about 7,500 service members. This is CBS News. For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series, available now on all podcasts. Platforms. WTOP at 303. 
good Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. October 8th, 2022. We are looking at a mostly sunny Saturday, breezy, cooler. Highs in the low to mid-60s before we're done. 57 you're waking up to right now. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along through your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this Saturday together. Breaking news on WTOP. New this morning on WTOP, a fire in an apartment building locally in Southeast D.C. this Saturday morning, displacing at least 11 people, we're told. Spokesperson for D.C. Fire and EMS says at least 60 firefighters responded to the scene in the 3200 block of Minnesota Avenue Southeast just after midnight. The fire started, we're told, on the first floor of the two-story building, spreading to the upper floor. D.C. Fire has the fire under control now, but not before it caused what the department calls significant damage to the building. The WTOP Traffic Center reports traffic detours in parts of the area on Minnesota Avenue between Randall Circle and G Street Southeast. We'll get an update from Ian in just minutes. The cause of the fire, of course, under investigation this morning. Stay with WTOP. We'll have more as it becomes available. It's 3.04 Saturday morning on WTOP. 2022 on WTOP. Locally, Maryland's highest court agrees this week with a previous ruling on mail-in ballots and says election workers can count those ballots early. Considered a blow this morning on one of the campaigns for governor. The ruling by the Maryland Court of Appeals is a loss for Dan Cox, the Republican candidate for governor. Cox and his legal team argued it's unconstitutional to allow elections boards to start counting mail-in ballots early. Current state law says those ballots cannot be processed and counted until after Election Day. Cox's attorney said it might be a good idea in practice, but there's no emergency requiring intervention by the courts. Elections officials projected high numbers of mail-in ballots and said without the change, certifying election results could be delayed for weeks, as happened in the primary. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 3.05. In other news this morning, also new, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser responding now to questions about her deputy mayor for public safety. Deputy Mayor Chris Geldart was charged this week with assault and battery earlier in the week after an argument in an Arlington parking lot turned physical. Mayor Bowser telling the media on Friday she holds her cabinet to a high standard of behavior but would not comment on the incident specifically. We expect everybody to enjoy due process, right, uh, and to have the full set of facts reviewed. Uh, we also expect that the worst thing that we do uh, doesn't uh, determine all of the best things that we did and render them useless. But having said that, I have a responsibility to people who vote for me who expect me to act in a certain way and the people who work for us to act in a certain way. Geldart is now facing additional questions after police reports showed the deputy mayor's home address is in Falls Church, Virginia. NBC4 reports Geldart does live in Falls Church, but also apparently rents an apartment in Southeast D.C. where he's registered to vote and also pays income taxes. A painting that's been on display at the National Gallery of Art is now being called a fake. Girl with a Flute by Johannes Vermeer is not a Vermeer. The National Gallery of Art says after an extensive examination, it now believes the painting was done in Vermeer's studio, but not by his hand. It's also big news that Vermeer likely had a studio. There are only 35 paintings in the world attributed to his name, leading experts to believe he was a lone genius, but now evidence points to a studio where he trained other artists. Three other authentic Vermeers will remain on display at the gallery, and there's a new exhibition opening this weekend called Secrets of Vermeer. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 
WTOP at 307. Traffic and weather on the way. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment of today's top news at home on your smart speaker. WTOP, Washington's top news. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP. It's Saturday, October 8th. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. 3.08 in the morning on WTLP. Welcome in. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. I think weather on the 8th and when it breaks, 3.08. Let's check in now this morning with Ian Crawford in the WTLP Traffic Center. We start in Virginia, Dino. Northbound 395, stepping around lots of issues already all of a sudden this morning. The first thing you'll run across will be the work zone near Edsel Road, and that's two to the left to get by. But we've had stoppages here. It's overhead work, it's bridge work, and we can't rule out additional overheads over stoppages because of the overhead work until they pull the plug on this one. The other one, the bigger ticket item right now, will be northbound 395 diverting at exit 6 for Sherlington Circle. Follow police direction, follow the leader. It's actually a fairly easy workaround. But again, with lots of crash activity in the main travel lanes, enough to block those lanes, and you're having to ride the ramp at exit 6 to work your way around get back on to northbound 395. Southbound is not affected here. On the rest of the Virginia roadways, 95 remains quiet as far south as Fredericksburg. The work zones continue on 66 in earnest. Same on the inner loop of the Capitol Beltway, where it's still a right lane getting by the work after 123. The outer loop ramp to go west on 66 blocked by work. And additionally, uh, blockages on ramps on 66 as well. Westbound ramps at 28, 29, and Sudley Road northbound blocked from westbound 66, eastbound ramp to the Fairfax County Parkway, also out of business because of work zones. In Maryland on 95 and on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, we are quiet. 50 across the Bay Bridge, two-way traffic on the eastbound span without delay. And in the district, as you heard Dino mention, we have fire department activity in in southeast, this will be Minnesota Avenue, southeast. Both directions blocked between Randall Circle and G Street, southeast, for the ongoing fire cleanup. Rock Creek Parkway, the southbound work was after Beach Drive all the way to P Street, northwest, and that was blocking a right lane. Play Beat the Book at MGM National Harbor each week, and you could win a share of $15,000 in free play. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or 1-800-GAMBLER. Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking your weekend and also tracking the cold air that goes along with it. Temperatures continuing to fall overnight right on through the morning hours. Seeing temperatures into the mid to upper 40s as you step out the front door early on our Saturday. Afternoon temperatures, upper 50s to low 60s, so well below average. Sunday, high temperatures into the uh, mid 60s. And then on Monday, we'll get into the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we are at 55 in Silver Spring, 54. You're waking up to this early morning in Ashburn, 51 in Culpeper. We're at 57 in Holding in our nation's capital, 3 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, October 8th, 2022. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. Welcome in. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. It's 311. This is WTOP News. We had a recent spike in violent crime. Police nationwide are teaming up with the religious community now in hopes of improving that situation. Heavenly Father, please watch over and keep our police officers safe. 
protect them from danger and harm as they go about their work in serving people. Here at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Southeast, it's the start of National Faith and Blue Weekend. Religious leaders and police trying to work together to build trust and connections in the community. We come face to face in the work that we all do with sadly some of the worst of humanity. In the violence, in the scourge of drugs in our communities and all those things that are negatively impacting us. In Southeast, Neil Orgenstein, WTLP News. Campaign 2022 on WTOP. There's only about a month to go now for campaigning in the midterm elections, and we may be looking at a surging Republican Party this morning in some of the Senate races as we head into this weekend. This morning, you Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week, with her analysis of the tightening Senate races. What I see is a tightening of the races that in some ways we kind of expected because it's 32 days until the election. This is when people are really paying attention. This is when people who are maybe busy with gas prices and other things in their lives that they're actually saying, okay, who do I want to vote for in these elections? And also, by the way, we're seeing both parties put millions and millions of dollars into attack ads. You have Republicans who are painting Democrats as soft on crime. And then you have Democrats spending a lot of money attacking Republicans for their views on a abortion and for being opponents of abortion rights. So this is sort of the season where that is. Of course, I was just down in Georgia covering the Herschel Walker rates and a number of voters told me that they don't really care whether or not Herschel Walker did this or not. If you're a Republican voter in Georgia, you just want that Senate seat to win back control. I heard a lot of voters tell me that even in a sort of all of the different things, all of the different developments, it's not changing their minds because this is really about your party getting back in power. The Supreme Court got back in session this week as well. A lot of people remember last year's session as being very controversial at times. It was certainly divisive. What about this year? We're going to have another landmark Supreme Court term. They're going to be hearing cases on voting rights, on affirmative action, on LGBTQ rights. This is going to be a term of the Supreme Court that is also going to define some of the rights and some of the access that Americans have in their everyday lives. So I expect there to be a lot of attention and a lot of sort of reaction to what the Supreme Court decides in these terms. I've been covering a, a specific case on voting rights out of Alabama. That case is, is a case where the plaintiffs have sued that Alabama is diluting the voting power of black people in that state. If those plaintiffs lose, that could change the way that voting rights and congressional districts are drawn across the country, given the fact that the 1965 voting rights really did put in some strict ideas on how to diversify congressional delegations and congressional representation. So a big term, along with all the other stuff, the nuclear threats that Biden's put out there, just a lot going on this week. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP, the Political Week in Review. That's you, Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, talking with Sean and John. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. Mm. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. Oh, it's Saturday morning, October 8th, 2022. Welcome into WTLP. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. It's 3.15 and Frankie's turn this morning. Busy day baseball playoffs on Friday, highlighted by the Mets losing game one. Max Scherzer, the former national, got shelled as he gave up seven earned runs as the Mets fall in game one to the Padres. Josh Bell, a former national with a two-run shot, off of Max Scherzer, game two is on Saturday. Also, game one's in this wild card in the NL. It was the Phillies battling from two zip down, scoring six runs in the ninth to beat St. Louis six to three. AL Cleveland over Tampa Bay two to one. First time in 21 years, Seattle wins a playoff game. Mariners over the Blue Jays in Toronto four zip. Commanders make it official. They won't have wide receiver John Dotson. Rookie is uh, out of the uh, Titans game. Bad hamstring. Also questionable is tight end Logan Thomas. Commanders 1-3. and three, Desperate for a win. Host a 2-2 two and two Tennessee team that, if you recall, was the number one seed last year in the AFC before they were knocked out early in the playoffs. NFL Players Association has agreed to changes to the concussion protocol and is urging the NFL to do the same before Sunday's games. Now, the NFL responding, saying changes are likely, but did not commit to a timeline. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 316 Saturday morning, October 8th on WTOP. Welcome in. Among the top stories we're following for you this 3 a.m. hour on TOP. New this morning, a fire in an apartment building in southeast D.C. this morning has displaced at least 11. A spokesperson for D.C. Fire and EMS says at least 60 firefighters responded to the scene in the 3200 block of Minnesota Avenue southeast just after midnight. Fire started on the first floor of the two-story building, spread to the upper floor. D.C. Fire has the fire under control, says significant damage was had. We'll update you on the traffic scene and how it's affecting you coming right up on WTOP. The Georgia prosecutor investigating whether or not then-President Donald Trump and others illegally tried to interfere in the 2020 election filed paperwork to force testimony this week from a new batch of Trump allies we hear. Including, including apparently, House Speaker Newt Gingrich and former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. President Biden says the risk of nuclear Armageddon is at the highest level, he thinks, since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, making those statements this week coming as Russian leaders speak of using tactical nuclear weapons after suffering massive setbacks recently in Ukraine. And the September jobs report shows that hiring slowed nationwide compared with August, but still, U.S. employers added 200 63,000 jobs in this latest cycle. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Saturday morning, October 8th. Welcome to the weekend, 318 in the morning on WTOP. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Business is a little too good, and that's never good. So we're going to start in Maryland with new crash activity, 95 northbound. It's going to be as you pass the Howard County Rest Area. It's a crash apparently over on the right side. Just get We just got word of this just in the last few moments. I'm trying to get a good camera fix on this one on northbound 95. Look, so heads up after 216. And as you get closer to the Patuxent River and going over that bridge, right before that bridge near the rest area, that's where we have the crash activity. Good camera view of it now with lots of activity and lots of flashing lights over on the right. Two left lanes getting by uh, with some minimal delay, but uh, certainly not unnoticeable northbound on 95. BW Parkway drama-free for the moment between the two beltways. Back to Virginia and checking that crash activity. 
95 northbound. This is near Sherlington Exit 6, and traffic still being diverted at Exit 6 to get around the crash and the ongoing response. Follow the leader, and it's a fairly easy workaround trying to get around those ramps and back onto northbound 395 heading toward the city of Washington. Southbound is not affected. Everything seems to be okay there. 66, all the work zones still present and accounted for. That includes all the ramps that are blocked. Westbound, the ramps uh, from 66 are blocked at 28 and 29 through Centerville and at Sudley Road northbound. Eastbound 66, the ramp to go either north or south on the Fairfax County Parkway, that ramp blocked as well. Capital Beltway, the inner loop work after 123 with the right lane getting by the outer loop work will block the ramp at exit 49. That's westbound I-66. Cannot use that one right now. In the district, Minnesota Avenue, both directions between Randall Circle and G Street Southeast Fire Department activity blocking all lanes. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We've got a cold couple of days making their way in. After a high of 81 on our Friday, I'm going for a high of only 62 on Saturday. That after a very chilly start, too. Most areas in the low to mid-40s. Uh, as you make your way through the afternoon, though, on Saturday, lots of sunshine. Going to be a nice day. As I mentioned, I'm going 62 in the city. Saturday night, going to be a chilly night. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s for Sunday morning. So starting off really cold. High temperatures getting back into the mid-60s for the most part. Monday, high temperatures also in the mid-60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we are looking at 57 degrees and holding at our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, October 8th. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn the Plumber. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. It's 321 on WTOP. The 30-day curfew period for teens locally in Prince George's County expires Tuesday. And the county exec telling WTOP... It apparently has been working. It has been so successful. Angela Alsabrooks, Prince George's County Executive. The way we define success is the engagement of parents and families to help us keep their children safe. Alsabrooks says carjackings mostly happen between 10 and 5 a.m. There's been a dramatic decrease in those cases involving juveniles. So far, we've only interfaced with four juveniles. She says looking at all the data next week with the police chief, they'll then decide whether to continue curfew enforcement. In Prince George's, Christy King, WTOP News. With the weather turning cooler these days and flu activity showing up in some states already, is now the best time to get your flu shots? And when you do, can you actually pair that flu shot with the new COVID booster vaccine that targets the Omicron variant of the virus? This morning, CBS medical contributor Dr. David Agus with some advice for us. You're going to get a good immune response to both, so medically it's fine, but you're coupling side effects of both together. So you got to be tough to do it. If your schedule says there's no way I could do it other than just taking off once, do it. But if you can, it's probably best to separate by a week. What about trying to time these shots so that you get maximum benefit? So if you get the flu shot now in early October, how long can we expect that to last? And the same with the COVID shot. Yeah, and so I, I think this is like going to the casino and trying to, you know, on a roulette wheel, timing exactly when you're going to play a certain number. It, it's not going to work well. And so right now is the optimal time to get both because both are here. And I think we're going to see a significant flu season this year. You know, for the last couple of years, we've been indoors. So there's not a lot of immunity to the flu. So normally when that happens and it happened in Australia, there could be significantly worse flu. And it certainly was seen there. So I'm worried for both. And so get that Omicron vaccine, the booster, and get the flu shot.
Dr. Agus, we're also hearing about this more potent version or a, a more powerful version of the, of the flu shot for older citizens. What can you tell us about that? And, you know, how significant is it for, for them to get that more potent shot? Yeah, so a higher dose shot is uh, called for for people who are older, over 65, and it's available at pharmacies and at doctor's offices, and it enables them to make a more potent immune response because in general, their immune response isn't as good as someone younger. And so that high dose flu shot is available, and you can either get one flu shot now and one flu shot in January if you're older or have medical conditions or get the higher flu shot now. What about the uh, the flu shot, the, the confidence in the vaccine, how effective it is? How is that this year? So every year there's a guess based on what was in the southern hemisphere, what we put into the flu shot. And it, it's probably going to be in the 40, 50 percent range in terms of getting it right with the various flus out there. The difference, though, is that in that other 50 percent, even if it wasn't the exact one, it's going to stop you from having serious illness. And I think that's what's key. And so, what, you know, if we get the flu, rather we have nothing. But if we have some symptoms, okay, you don't want to be hospitalized. In a bad year, 80,000 people die of the flu. And that's a significant number, obviously. And so we all have to have some immunity to it. That flu shot will do it. CBS medical contributor, Dr. David Agus, talking with Mark and Gigi. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. We're at the time now, Saturday morning, October 8th, is 325 Money News. 25 and 55. Jeff Playboy here to wrap your business week. Ongoing concerns about aggressive Fed rate hikes sent the Dow down 630 points Friday. That was a 2% loss. The unemployment rate fell to 3.5% last month. 263,000 jobs were added. Levi Strauss blames the strong dollar for hurting profits in big Asian and European markets. Chipmaker ADM cut its sales forecast on a bigger-than-expected pullback in PC and laptop sales. Samsung reported its first drop in profits in two years. Jeff Claybone, WTOP News. Ever open a kitchen cabinet and your pans fall out on the floor? Or reach for spices in the back and everything falls out? And if you're nervous about entertaining for the holidays because your countertops are in such sad shape, we can help. Whether your kitchen needs a little spruce up or a major remodel, experienced designers at Cabinet Discounters can help. Check out our website, cabinetdiscounters.com, and see photos of gorgeous projects, both big and small, including kitchens, baths, wet bars, entertainment centers, and more. Then visit one of Cabinet Discounters' seven showrooms in Maryland and Virginia for a free consultation with an experienced designer who will get you started. Find showroom locations, hours, and phone numbers at cabinetdiscounters.com. We have fantastic career opportunities for experienced kitchen designers. Check it out at cabinetdiscounters.com. Cabinet Discounters. Great quality, great price. Just the way you look tonight. You're with Dean Lane on WTMP. If you hold an associate's degree from a Maryland community college, you've already succeeded. And now you can take the next step.